0: Welcome to the father and son podcast where my father and I discuss anything that's been in our minds lately In this week's episode my father and I take a look back at my first semester in university and whether I think it was a success or not We also take a look at why some people might think my father is judgmental or over analyzes people Hope you enjoy So first semester done. Yep, first semester of university is in the books. And what does the book say? The books are good. It's a good. It was, the books are happy. The books are happy. Are happy books. Are you happy? Yes, I'm. I'm also. I want to go back. Like I like it.
1: You want to go back? Yeah. So you're, you're on vacation now, but you want to go back? Yeah, I'm ready to go back to school. So how was the experience? Like, how did you think it was, and how did it end up being? How did how, I think so it was, how going, you think to it was be? going
0: to be? Yeah. Um, honestly, I had no idea how it was gonna be. I didn't know who I'd make friends. I knew I'd make friends, but I didn't know like what group I'd make friends with or what kind of people I'd make friends with. But I so I really had no expectations about what classes were gonna be. I really didn't know what the first semester was like until the first day. Uh, so expectations wise, I didn't really have expectations. But I'm I am happy with how it turned out. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. Looking back, uh, do you think you you would do you wish you have done anything differently? um i wish i knew how to study like i did like in the first first midterm i did i didn't really know how to study for it uh so looking back i wish i knew what i knew now in terms of how to study for things and how to prepare yourself so that's interesting do you think that you
1: being homeschooled negatively impacted how you did i mean did you feel well prepared or did you feel not
0: prepared for the semester or for the midterm for the semester just f- just I mean, I feel like it's not nobody's prepared for it. It's not like high school. It's like for me and for everybody that went to grade school. It's completely different. Like it's not like something we've ever done. before. Well, I mean, for you, it's a much bigger leap because you've never
1: taken tests before, really. Yeah, I mean, and so everyone there is used to taking
0: big tests and taking tests, and you're just. Uh, I have noticed that I study a lot more than other people that go to that went to school before. So. I don't know if that's just because they're lazy, or that's just the culture of school not to study for exams. Like, I, maybe I oh, I study. I told you, I said this before. I study, study for exams. But other people, like the ones that went to school, like they don't really care. Like they'll open a book like two days before, and that's about it. But from, like I'm studying like a week and a half before the exam.
1: Why is that? Like where did you get that drive from?
0: In the university, there seems to be like. Because uh, I can speak English automatically, I'm able to pass exams. Like so, it's like a pressure, because it's a t- obviously everybody's Turkish. Nobody is no nobody's first language is English except mine, and so there automatically is an assumption that oh, yeah, he's gonna do well. He just he knows English. So like there's like a pressure that I have to do well as well as well as the fact that when like I get the email like with my grade, I'd be a lot happier if it was a 95 than if it was a 70. So it's that, like, the see, the biggest, to be honest, the biggest motivator is seeing the grade, and that's it.
1: So one of the things that we had talked about last year was being motivated by learning versus being motivated by the grade. Uh, honestly, how much is your drive to study and do well to get a good grade, and how much is it to learn?
0: Zero percent uh, of it is to learn, because I, I, honestly speaking, I've forgotten, like, I know, I haven't forgotten anything but details wise like when i study for an exam i'm not studying to to make sure i'm studying like i'm memorizing details like when i study for a history exam i'm memorizing who was this and who did that and who did that the general concepts though i study those because i find them interesting so like we'll talk about like economic things to do with history so like how ancient economies run and how things that that i'm actually interested in that I'll read more about just because, but when it comes to like studying for exams, I'm only studying to get a good grade. I'm not studying to learn it. Mm. So like, it, if I was only doing this to learn, I don't think I'd have to, I'd study the same amount at all because I honestly feel like I learn when in the classes, but there are extra things you have to do that aside from. Uh, listening to classes. Yeah, there's a lot of other things you have to read. There are books you have to read. There are things you have to watch. So when I'm studying for exam, I'm doing that. And in terms of the classes, what would you say was the class that taught you the most? T- class that taught me the mo- I mean, everybody in the university is going to say this, but it was called uh, the World Through Art. No, not the World Through Art. Humanity and Society, which is basically like world history. So uh, from the first the first species of mankind, as they call them, first like apes and whatever, all the way down to how the Byzantine Empire was able to sustain itself for so long and things like that. So it's a study of human history. And I, I liked that class a lot. That was really interesting.
1: Because the material or the teacher?
0: Material. I, I mean, actually, no. The professor is like the, I think he's the, he's the second most referenced Ottoman historian of all time alive he's the most referenced ottoman historian so he's obviously like a big big deal but is he a great great teacher yeah he's the he's uh, of all the teachers we have he's the best one Uh, and what makes him so good he obviously cares about what he's doing Uh, other classes the professor knows but i don't know if they they don't know as much or they just don't really care. So, like, it's just kind of haphazard. So, they'll say, like, this, this, and this. They don't really connect something, and they'll just throw information at you. But this guy, he'll say something, and he'll connect it with something we learned two weeks ago. Everything is connected. Everything is well-taught and well-thought-out. He sounds really passionate, too. Yeah, he is very... I mean, he's he's, he's probably Jiddu's age, and he's been doing this his whole life. Yeah. Wow. So, how... What have
1: you learned about people? Like, just being... Um, you know with all these young people, your age for so many hours out of the week like what what have you learned about people
0: that you didn't know before? Actually, nobody's my age I'm the youngest by two years in the whole university, so everybody's nineteen twenty. Uh, what have I learned about them There's two different types of people in the university those who don't care at all and are just there that's it like they fi- they really like they flamed out in high school. Because in my university, everybody's very. Everybody in the university is very smart because to get into my university as a Turk, you have to be like you have to score very high in the standardized test. Like you can't just get into my university. It's not like a community college. It's very hard to get into. But once they get in, I feel like they've just flamed out. Like they don't care anymore. They're just here to get a degree and leave. So how they do, as long as they pass, that's all that matters. Then there are the people who are the opposite. They, they were also smart in high school, also did really well, but they're here to learn. They're here to benefit. They're, they picked this university for a specific reason other than the scholarship and the MacBook, which for everybody else is the, the main reason a lot of people picked my university is because you get free MacBook and you get a scholarship. Mm. So there's two different types of people. And um, my friends are more the former. So a lot of them are just like, they're just there, but... Like the most interesting people are definitely the, the latter, the ones who are there to learn and actually care.
1: What makes them more interesting?
0: Um I don't know if they're smarter, they just put up they just seem smarter, seem more intelligent. So when you talk to them it's more interesting, you have better conversations. But when you just talk to your fr- like my friends, when you talk to my friends, like they're all super smart, street smart, but like I can't talk to them about like what we did in class. Because either A they don't care or B, they just didn't listen like they weren't there,
1: but I'm assuming they're more fun than the smart people.
0: Um, the smart, yeah, obviously yeah. Like you don't the really smart people you don't see the really smart people. you see the really smart people in class and you see them on exam days. the everybody like the people I see are the ones who hang out
1: and so where do you where do you fall in the
0: um, grade wise I fall with I guess the smart people like I don't know I do well, I don't know if it's just me speaking English, but I do very well on exams and things like that. Um, but like socially I'm more with the fun people, the fun people. Like I'm with the fun people, but my grade, I, like I make sure my grade and things like that and how much I learn and my attendance doesn't, uh, fall prey to that. And so where, are, where are all
1: the smart people hanging out? In their rooms studying. Okay. It sounds like you have a good balance. Like
0: I have a, like, I'm not worried at all like yeah. in terms I mean, of socially like a, or. Yeah. Or academically, like, right? I don't know, Maybe it's just the first semester. Maybe it'll we'll get harder next semester. But right now, I'm, as they say, chilling. Yeah. But it sounds like you're having an overall really good experience. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy it. I have a ton of friends. Uh, drama-wise, I'm not really in any drama at all. And stay out of being in any drama. So, see, that's the good thing about being two years younger than everybody else. Like, you're automatically everybody's, like, little brother. There's no drama that can happen with you. Yeah, but that will change very soon. Yeah, it will change. But, like, this semester, like... I've noticed things and i've decided that no i don't want that to happen to me and i know how to avoid it now it's like other people's mistakes have been to my advantage
1: yeah cautionary tales yeah basically have you have you found it hard to balance
0: football college your other like other program um in the beginning yeah and then like in the beginning i was i was struggling because I wasn't struggling to find time. I was just, I didn't want to sit on Saturday and do class for so long. Yeah. Like, like it just wasn't feeling Like I didn't really care about what was teaching or what like the Saturday thing. Like I, I was just there, like I really didn't care. But as, uh, as the semester went on and I also was really upset because for, for like for football, I had just reached a point with the under 19 team where I was like. Finally, like the, I was like the A, play, I was the star. I'm, not, I'm the star player in my position for there. I'm not good, but I'm better than everybody else on the team. So like I was at a really good point, and then all of a sudden now I can't go to any of their trainings because I have this class on Saturday. Um, but because of that, I was able to get in with the pro team, which trains earlier in the day, so it doesn't conflict at all. Uh, so in the beginning, yeah i was I was upset about it, and like everything seemed like it was just gonna like jumble together. But now, like there's like I have a clear cut like clear cut schedule, nothing nothing uh, impacts anything else. Like I can make all my practices, I can do all my tests, I can make sure I map every sort of thing. That's good. yeah, like i have a I have a pretty busy schedule, but I like that more than having a lot of time like on your having head. like all well, my. Fr- my friends go to class, eat lunch, and come back and sit in their rooms. Like, I'm, like, other than, I'm out of the university a lot, because I have a lot of stuff to do, which is a lot, I like a lot.
1: And so, h- how was it after being home, homeschooled, always at home, to never being home? How was that, does that feel? What was that transition like? I mean, it feels
0: good. Like I, like, I like being, like, alone in the university. I like being out, like, I don't like being home anymore. Like it just feels like boring. Like there's nothing to do here because everything I do is outside. Nothing I do is at home. It's so like when I'm at home, it's just like sitting there, like twiddling my thumbs. Like, you know what I mean? Like not really having anything to do. And of, of course, that's also because I'm not really going out to do anything. Like I, There's a lot for me to do in this vacation that I'm just not doing because I don't know if I'm not interested or I just don't want to do anything else. Like I don't want to do anything new. Like I'm happy with my schedule. I'm just waiting for it to go back to what it was. Cause that to me is like the normal this is like very abnormal for me i like being busy and having things to do and writing papers and doing that and now i just feel like i'm in like just waiting waiting for it to come back that's good yeah like i don't like i'm not looking forward to the summer vacation at all <laughs> well maybe maybe you
1: should plan your summer vacation so it's full of stuff to do yeah i'm
0: gonna have to plan it ahead of time because like i've been off for like two weeks and it it's been like it's not it's not been bad it's just i haven't enjoyed it at all like i really want to get back to what i was doing like uh, seeing you guys is nice for the first three days and then it's like okay i want to get back to what i was doing Like you can't just sit around in the living room for three weeks you know what i mean so uh there's a balance that i found that i like and i want to get back to that balance awesome and what
1: what do you think you're gonna be by the end of uh when you
0: graduate? I don't know. I I might people in the university, depending on how they do and what field they're in, they can get they, they get approached for jobs before they graduate. So like they get put on like tracks, but I don't know if I can do any of those tracks.
1: Uh I mean, do you think you can be the top of the school? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't like I don't think that'll be a problem at all.
1: I mean you can be you think you can be number one? Yeah
0: wow but i mean the rest of the year isn't i know my class for political science and yes i can be number one in that class very easily because it's it's just full of my friends and my friends i love them a lot but my friends are not like a problem to be academically unless unless they turn it around and like become as soon as my friends flip the switch automatically they're going to be like super super smart because i've seen them like i see like when they put in like two hours of work before an exam and they come out with like 90s like they can do it yeah. Well, they just don't care as long as they're not smart like they don't they don't put in the work so say and that's my biggest advantage like say they start putting in the work I just become like whatever but until that point I'm doing great like, it's benefiting me a lot like them doing nothing benefits me are you considering changing your major or are you happy with your major? no no I'm gonna keep my major um, but I'll probably apply for a bunch of double majors like to see what I get into but I don't think I'll change political science
1: all right I said yeah I just wanted to checkpoint with you on how the uh how your semester went and compared to how you thought it was going to go and it sounds it sounds pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean also this is the first semester of 8 semesters. So I've only done an eight, actually I've only done an eighth of university. But you you
1: did do stuff last year. I mean, you did most of the lang- language requirements last year, right?
0: I've completed language requirements at least. I can, I mean for the university you have to graduate knowing English, Arabic and Turkish. I know English. I don't know why they kind of assume that I know Arabic and kind of check that off for me. Maybe because of the Medina program, but like, I should have I should have had like more checks to see if I knew Arabic, but I've, they just automatically assumed I knew it. And for Turkish, I did everything except one level. And by the time I graduate, I can take that, I can just take the exam without taking the class, because I learned Turkish a lot better by being around my friends and I'll be in a, uh, learning in a classroom. So language-wise, that also takes off a lot of stress because for language, you have to wake up like two hours earlier to go to class. Yeah, like I wake up at like 9 usually because my, cl- my class starts at 9.30. I'll be up at 9.00. I can eat breakfast in like 10 minutes. Like I'll pop something in the microwave and then go to class. My friends have to be up at like 7.00 and it's really rough. So I enjoy it a lot. Anyway... What about you? We've talked about my first semester. How were you in your first semester, your first year of college? Did you have a balance? Were you always busy?
1: Yeah, I was busy because I was not prepared for college. In what way? Just academically. My schooling did not prepare me and my first semester in engineering was like a, every class was like an uppercut. I was taking Chem 1, Physics 1, Calculus 1, um uh, even English was hard. Like literature? It, yeah, it was it was called expository writing. It wasn't literature and everything was hard for me. I think the only class that was not incredibly hard was a class called logic and reason, like philosophy. Yeah, that was <laughs> probably the only class I enjoyed. The rest were always felt like I was just trying to breathe. And so how did you get over like how did you survive it? I studied a lot. You know similar to what you were saying studied a lot uh didn't understand much but i became good at just being able to answer the equations and 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 get through that way Uh, yeah it was mostly studying and working so you didn't enjoy it like you weren't socially you didn't enjoy it No, no socially i had friends it was enjoyable um it's it's not too dissimilar to yours it just was a really hard subject matter for me like it was really really hard my subject matter isn't that hard so i'm thankful for that and then what i discovered was the things i preferred mostly were english and philosophy and things like that and i was uh, in a hardcore uh, engineering program and i just didn't really love it did you change yeah i ended up changing the computer science why didn't you start computer science from the beginning? Because I always, growing up, thought I wanted to be an engineer. Without even knowing what an engineer was, but I just always said I want to be a computer engineer. And so when I started taking classes having to do with engineering, I realized I really don't want to be an engineer. So when did you change? I changed
0: uh, my second, second year, without telling anyone and did you like did you start enjoying it then like were you good at classes when it came to computer
1: science well then then the story becomes a lot more complicated because i started working full-time in my Uh, second year and so i all my focus went to work and i used to go to class at night and it just became a it became pretty much a hot mess and
0: and you stopped right like you, you I, I would
1: stop and start eventually i finished but i would start
0: and stop and start and stop and so how does that work you freeze like you freeze like you just yeah. not register for a semester or or a sem- i would register every semester but then i would drop oh i did that last semester yeah you'd register for a semester and then then
1: they give you a period the grace period and then i would drop all right so so, so but, we had oh.
0: similar similar situations then. yeah
1: very similar situations so one of the things I actually wanted to explore with you today since we're finished with universities is my whole job involves asking questions. Okay. Right? Yeah. It involves asking questions, it involves not feel not telling people what to do. Instead yeah. ask questions until they feel out for themselves what they should be doing. Exactly. And whereas that 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 sometimes can be very very frustrating, even for my clients, like just tell me what want, tell me what to do, tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of what I do is almost sounds like the you know the uh, psycho psychiatrist in the movies. And how does that make you feel? And how does that make you You're feel? just trying to help them find their own answers without providing them anything? Uh, yes, exactly. And I'm hearing I've gotten some feedback, especially from some family that my constant questioning makes people feel like you're analyzing them yeah so what's your question <laughs> which is funny i'm gonna ask you a question have you noticed that do you think because a lot of this podcast is you asking questions yeah because i feel that at least the story i tell myself in my, in my head is if i just sit there and impart wisdom on you which is what most fathers think they need to do to their ch- children. You're just gonna glaze over. One in through one ear, out through the other. Yeah, you're gonna hear. Okay, that sounds like a cliche, and and so I don't actually. So I, I instead I ask you questions. Now, do I have opinions? Of course, right? I have opinions. Yeah, yeah. But I, I also have this feeling that you should not actually tell your opinion to anyone unless they ask you. What's my opi- What's your opinion? Like, what's your opinion on this?
0: yeah I agree with that Uh,
1: and so I find myself asking a lot of questions and I'm also I think very curious you know I actually am very curious about people and their experiences I am very curious and so I just wanted it's just something I've been thinking about and wanted
0: to discuss it with you maybe you had some thoughts some ideas I mean, I know what you're talking about when you say, like, family members, like, think you overanalyze or whatever. You're always you always you, you know
1: about one. You don't know about all.
0: Okay, but I understand the general. I'm yeah. sure I can understand the trend. I understand, yeah. Um, I just don't think that they're used to people asking questions. I think, like, I don't know if it's just family, but people in America in general are just used to, like, the how are you doing? Hope you're well. Like, hope everything, like, non-intrusive, just, like, not fake love. It's not intrusive just, like, checking up on, see how you're doing. That's it. And then close the phone and they're done. I don't think they're used to having somebody actually ask because they genuinely care. So when that happens, they kind of feel like, "Oh, why are you fishing for information?" Because like it happens when people ask me, like, "How how are you doing? How's your family? How's whatever?" How's this? I automatically assume that they're fishing for information. Like I don't feel like, "Oh, this person's so nice for checking in on me and my family." I'm like, "What is it? What does he want? Like, what does she want? Like, do they want me to tell them something specific?" So I think a big part of that is people probably assume that you're just fishing for information, and they don't realize that you're, like, genuinely trying to help. Um, so I think that's a big problem. I think people automatically assume that if anybody, like, tr- anybody pretends, to, it's just pretending to care so they can get information, which I think makes sense, I guess. If we're in a world where we're just, like, making like, superficial checkups, not real checkups. Hey, what's up? Yeah, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Did you watch the football game? All right, cool, I'm going to go back to work. Like, just like that. Like, just quick little, like, five-second checkups to make sure that they, like, that they still know, like, you they know that you still love them and things like that. And when somebody actually asks, it's often misconstrued as being just, like, you being nosy. And so, if that's the world we live in, should I not ask? No, I think you should. I mean, and at the same time, those people that say that you're, like, that you're too nosy, they also upset at the lack of love and i like, like that they don't feel like there's enough love between like uh parts of the family like, oh this person doesn't check up on I me mean, so it's like a double-sided dagger like if you do it you're too nosy and if you don't do it you're not no, you don't i've care. never
1: gotten that i'm too nosy i got that i overanalyze and i am judgmental or i come across like i'm judging people's decisions
0: i'm yeah because I mean, everybody is, I think everybody analyzes, like every single thing my friends do, even subconsciously, I analyze, they're like, oh, why would they do that? But I, I don't share with them this analysis. Like, I think everybody naturally analyzes and comes to their own conclusions. I just don't think people, like, I don't know. I don't usually share my analysis with people. Like, I say- no, I, I know,
1: I know everyone, everyone analyzes, but to make someone feel judged and analyze is what well, I'm trying to avoid. Everyone takes a. You do like I see what you do. Like you're not. Yeah, so, you're genuinely so trying me, to
0: help. Like tell me what I do. Like I guess so, I'm just trying to understand. Right. So say somebody has a problem, whatever that may be. I'm not gonna go into like whatever eating problem, like sleeping problem, any type of problem. Like oh, they okay, watch too much TV. I watch too much Netflix. You'll be like, like. You won't go like the oh that sounds so bad. Like maybe we should try this. You know. You'll be like okay, I don't understand what the problem is here. You, This is what you need to do here, here, and here, and you'll be able to but stop. But that's
1: not a question. That's me telling somebody what to do.
0: So when you say that you think you're judgmental, I think when you... I don't know. I've seen you give, like, advice, and it's usually very good advice, but somebody can take it as, oh, like, it's not his, like, place. You know what I mean? So I honestly don't know what the problem is. I think everybody has their own, like... Opinions about why they think you're judgmental or analyzed, but from like what I see I think you just tell it how it is when somebody asks you you don't usually say very quiet About something unless somebody asks you and when they do ask you you tell them how it is Like say somebody like messes up in our family you usually won't say anything unless they say Hey I'm Ahmed like I did this like what do you think and then you tell them exactly what you think And then yeah. that can come across as I don't know
1: I think maybe what I'm learning from this conversation is well yes, when somebody asks me a question, I'll give them a direct answer. I think when I want to tell somebody something and I don't and they haven't asked me, like what I think, I'll, I'll give them a series of questions to g- get them to where I think they
0: should be. Maybe that's the, the behavior I need to avoid. Or maybe when somebody asks you a question and you, like, you've like you already been thinking, they feel like you I don't know, I'm guessing here, but say somebody asks you a question you and you have the answer, and that can be like, oh, he already like thought about this and has an answer. I'm, I'm, that's yeah. a complete hypothesis, but like maybe that's also why. Well, you know, sometimes you might have the answer, even as a coach, you might have the answer, but
1: that answer came through a very long, process or journey to come to the answer and just giving it to giving the answer to a person is it, not going to be effective
0: they, they need to go through their own mental
1: journey to get to that same answer
0: because they'll solve their they'll solve their problem that one problem with your answer but when the next problem comes they're just going to come back to you because they don't they won't know how, like for example like say i'm in a math class and you like i don't know what's two plus two if somebody just tells me four and i put it down like yeah i passed that exam but I don't know how to do it myself. So I think that's, that's like, I don't know, a solution, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, this is good. I, this is good to talk through this because sometimes my initial reaction is like, I'm just gonna talk to people less. And I think that that's not... And then um, they'll say, oh, you don't really care about us. And <laughs> yeah, it's, like, so it's not just like you... I'll, I'll create another problem. Yeah. And so I think what I'm taking from this conversation is, once, yeah, when somebody asks me, I should be the, probably direct. And when somebody doesn't ask me for my opinion, I should probably not say anything in that case, and nor ask a series of questions to get them to see something. Mm-hmm. Um, just leave it. Uh, how just it le- is, leave man. it.
0: It's not like it's not our problem. It's not uh, your problem. It's just yeah. Just just leave it. You know, just just leave it. All right, that's that's awesome. I think this was a good, concise episode. We had a lot of good information. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Yusuf. I'll see you hopefully next week or the week after.
1: Hopefully next week.